Well, hello there, friends, enemies, men, women, children, undecided, brand new genders, and people who love dogs. This is the baby Reno. He's a four-year-old boxer. And whenever I'm in the home studio, he wants to be here too. He's got more fans than me. So everyone say, hi, Reno. Reno, speak. Not today. He needs treats for stuff like that. Folks, today we're going to talk about a Walmart cowboy saving the day. The dollar general manager goes absolutely crazy. We also have Biden sniffing again and black robbers don't believe black lives matter because they try to take a bike from a woman and they boo the black mayor of New York in the process. It's all happening right here, right now on none other than The Right Show. This is episode 111. We also have gone up thanks to a few viral videos on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Look at those numbers right there and let's get a bravo. Yes. A Walmart cowboy saves the day. Take a look at what happened when someone tried to steal a bike in a Walmart and a guy, this is so very Walmartian, a guy happened to be riding his horse and saw that maybe he could get involved. Take a look. A few months ago, Robert says he moseyed over to the Walmart for some dog food. And on the way out, he heard a woman screaming. Stop him, stop him, he stole my bike, he stole my bike. And I kind of look around, you know, and then all of a sudden this guy goes whizzing by me on a bicycle. As the security cameras show, there was no way to catch him on foot. So. A couple swings and then I, I threw it at him, just like I would steer. What's the address of the emergency? We got a guy just stole a bike here at Walmart. I got him roped and tied to the street. What? I got him roped from a horse. He's tied to the street. There's a rope connected to the ankle of a gentleman on the ground holding onto a tree. So it's real? It was real. In fact, here's a picture. On the left, you can see the suspect on the ground. Roped and tied. Wow, so roped and tied. Thanks God for cowboys in a Walmart. That is one of the best feel-good stories of the day. And to that we say... Not to be outdone, the manager of a Dollar General decided she had had enough of shoplifters. She took down a homeboy who had pedaled three miles away. She somehow followed him and he thought she was long gone. <laughs> Wait till you see how she took matters into her own sedans, not hands. And this is why. <laughs> Go ahead. Good looking. Go ahead. I need that money. 
Good looking, ho. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help but laugh. How serious does that manager take her job? That BLM has been told that they can rob you. They can beat you. They can steal from your store. They can make prices go up. They can burn the store down and there's no repercussions because they're BLM. Our life matters no matter what we do. Well, she was obviously some sort of a minority herself or, you know, a white lady or a Latina. It doesn't matter. She's working at Dollar General. She likes her store and her community and she had enough. So knocked homeboy off his bicycle. He did an endo, which is where you go over the front wheel, fell down and goes, I'm suing you. Okay. You can sue the Dollar General, bro. Um, they should sue you first. So I want to know uh, who you think was best. So we're going to vote now. Walmart Cowboy versus the Dollar General. Bum, 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 bum. If you think the Walmart Cowboy was the feel-good story of the day where he took a rope, lassoed a guy stealing a bike, tied it to a tree, then put that in the comments. Or did you think the Dollar General, she drove three miles in her car, she pulled into the bike, knocked him over, and the guy goes, you bitch. Now I'll sue you. I'm going to sue you, you bit. Who's your favorite? Let's check in the comments because people are voting in real time. This is amazing. Um, someone says Bandit Lives Matter. Now, it's important to see both of these were BLMers. And both of the people that were apprehending the BLMers were citizens. And BLM has created a thing where there's so much crime going on and they think they're going to get away with it all. They caused this vigilante behavior. We just wanted the cops to get involved. Cops arrest them. We're not going to be running our SUV into a BLM or on a bike. But that's what happens when the cops stand down. They're called pigs and racist. And Colin Kaepernick is going like this and kneeling. So now BLM, you thought it was good. Now the popo ain't coming after us. Yeah, but now you have 100 million citizens who are going to come after you. I think you were better off with just a few thousand police in your neighborhood. If you love Vietnamese food, then you're going to love my new shirt. Um, now, this is not the shirt. This sh this says, kiss me. I'm a capitalist. And if you're not a capitalist, you're not going to like my show. The harder you work, the more money you make, the more innovative you are, the more people you help, then the more wealth you acquire. Capitalism is kind of like a, a selfish altruism, where if I can come up with something the whole world needs, I can be rich. Well, you can't be rich by just stealing money from people and from the dollar store. That's socialism. Capitalism is if I invent a store where people can shop all over the nation and get wonderful items for $1, I could be rich too. So that's what we're doing, guys. Capitalism is key. This shirt comes to us from Turning Point USA. I am the official comedian of Turning Point USA. And I came up with a joke, and it was so funny. We're now selling those T-shirts. It's a Vietnamese soup called pho. Well, we... We have t-shirts that say, go fa yourself. During the pandemic, they shut down a lot of these restaurants. I was like, I have an idea for a Vietnamese restaurant. We'll make it a drive-through only Vietnamese restaurant. Drive-through only, you take the ingredients, you eat them at home. I already got the name picked out. Go fa yourself. <laughs> Politicians like, you're not essential. Go fa yourself, we open. Vietnamese. Vietnamese, that's my favorite kind of Asian. You know why I like Vietnamese? Because the food is delicious. They have a soup. It's spelled P-H-O. You ever heard of that soup? Yeah. Yep. When I went there, first time, I go, can I try your pho? The lady's like, it's not pho, it's pho. <laughs> then I realized the name of her restaurant was hilarious. It was good for you.
I'm like, damn, that's funny, man. I was like, this is good for me. That's good. But then I started looking for Vietnamese food all around the world. I went to Las Vegas. I kid you not, there's a lady there named Kim Long. So she opened her own restaurant and named it after herself. It's called Pho Kim Long. Accident? I don't know. Go Pho yourself. Go Pho yourself. Now, a very funny thing to tell you is I'm in Las Vegas right now. And there is a Vietnamese restaurant called Pho Kim Long in Las Vegas. And you can Pho Kim Long time, always open. The lady who owned it, her name is actually Nina. But I said her name is Kim Long. And so she named it Fuck Kim Long. So I invited the people from the restaurant and they showed up on Monday night. So we had the owner of Fuck Kim Long at the show and I made fun of her to her face and the whole crowd was laughing, but in a good way. And I said, everyone go to her store. She has the best restaurant in Las Vegas and everyone's all cheering. And I threw her a t-shirt that said, go fight yourself. What a great, great thing is when a joke can go viral around the world and it brings you right back to meeting the people you are teasing in a, in a nice way. So that's that. Now, if you want to be a part of some of these shows, and I think you do, then I'm going to read you my upcoming tour dates and you pick which one you're going to attend. I have just added tour dates coast to coast so that you cannot say, oh, where are you going to be? You know, this, that, and the other thing. Upcoming tour dates. First off, I'm in Las Vegas all week. So if you want to come to Las Vegas, 10 more shows, don't miss it. Next, take a look here. We got Huntington Beach, Brea, Oxnard, Monterey, San Francisco, Minneapolis, Phoenix, Austin, Dallas, Vancouver, and Edmonton, Canada. And we just added Raleigh, North Carolina. And if you want to see what a comedy show looks like when you show up live, Naples, Florida has a great comedy club. We just finished that weekend and the crowd was on fire. This was from Sunday night. Sunday nights are normally boring crowds, 70 people, 40 people. Oh, no, 220 people on a Sunday in Naples, and they all laughed at this joke here. But I don't want to make fun of groups that are marginalized. Like, I don't make fun of, like, Leah Thomas. You guys know the, the girl swimmer who was a man last year? Well, last year was a man, worst swimmer in America. This year, she's the number one swimmer in college sports. And, but I don't make fun of that because that is some low-hanging fruit, if you know Instead, I use my comedy and my time up here to spread love, understanding, and maybe a compromise. And here's my compromise for all the people on different sides of the aisle. Why don't we have men's sports for men, women's sports for women, and then a new category for the new category. See what they can do. Yeah. I already picked out a name. The X-Men. Now... And then at the store, we don't want to make anyone feel bad, so we could have duct tape, and then for the Democrats, dick tape. I mean, we could have something. <laughs> we could have something for everybody. You see, I bring all the worlds together with my comedy. You can be on the far left and be like, well, at least he talks about dick tape. That's something we need. And the far right's like, and he mentioned duct tape, and I like duct tape. So everyone can laugh at my show. Someone asked, Kayvon, you coming to Indianapolis? We finally secured a date at the Indianapolis Helium Comedy Club. It's not on sale yet. I will announce that in about 10 days. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to be there for my first time ever. That is the upcoming tour dates. I hope to see you there. And I saw Austin, Texas. Somebody wrote they already got their pre-sale tickets. That helps me stay relevant, and it makes my gigs cancel-proof. What the radical left likes to do, they see I'm coming to town before the pre-sales start trickling in, they go, don't bring him. He He's a bigoted, Islamophobic, xenophobic, sexist, racist with transphobic behavior. 
Well, if you're a small business owner and you hear all that, you might cancel me. But if there's already 80, 100 presale tickets with a week to go, they're like, uh, no, there's 300 paying fans coming to see this guy. If he's a bigoted, Islamophobic, xenophobic, sexist, transphobic, racist, then he's going to entertain 300 others who think just like him. Thanks for watching. We'll be right back with a whole lot more of The Right Show. Now I need some water. Black graduates don't believe black mayors matter. The black mayor of New York was trying to give a speech to black students and they're booing him, screaming at him, yelling at him. Now, I was told if we only can make the police force black, the fire department black, the mayor black, the police chief black, all the lawyers black, the judges black, the governor black, and the president black, then everything will be fine. But here we go. We see that it was a lie. So let's not fall for that trap. Watch what happens to the poor black guy when these people don't believe that his life mattered at all. And they certainly didn't think his black speech mattered. Go Mayor Adams of New York. A stunning display of defiance. College students at the City University of New York Law School graduation ceremony sent shockwaves through the nation as they turned their backs on Mayor Eric Adams, unleashing their fury and frustration. The moment captured on video has gone viral, becoming a symbol of student activism against proposed budget cuts and lingering questions surrounding the tragic death of Jordan Neely. Yes, I know I'm the mayor because I know how to speak on behalf of the countless number of people in this city. And I, my message today to the graduates, my message to those who believe that their beliefs are the only beliefs in a diversified city like New York, my message to you, instead of being a detached spectator in a full contact sport court life, get on the field and participate about improving the lives of the people of this city, something that I will continue to do and encourage the graduates to do. These are exciting times, CUNY grads. These are exciting times. And we know we can move this city forward as we deal with the issues around immigration, the issues around public safety, the issues around how do we build a better city for all. And so I look forward to the future of these graduates that are here today. And those of you who are here, sitting here celebrating this amazing journey, I thank you. Did you see that? The poor guy was just trying to speak. What do you think the news would say? What would Joe Biden say? What would CNN say? If a black mayor was speaking and a hundred white students stood up and turned their back and screamed, you suck, you stupid. We would have to shut down all of our schools. We would get lectured about white supremacy. There would be a riot in every major city in America and in Belgium. For some reason, Belgium pops off whenever something happens here. Uh, We'd have to paint murals of the black mayor. The black mayor would get the keys to every city and a book deal and a TV show based on the 100 white students who stood up and turned their back. But since 100 blacks turned their back to the black mayor, now we're supposed to go, well, they're just hurting still. We should give them more free stuff. That's what BLM teaches. So which side are you on? Are you pro black mayor or black students with the backpack and the black side to the back? I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. That sounds like an Eminem song. You got the black man with the black pack, with the backpack, and the man with the back sack and the black pack. We'll be right back. If that wasn't bad enough, in New York City, black teens 
started harassing a poor nurse who had just gotten off work. She's pregnant. And what she does is every day she gets off work, she doesn't have a car, but she's pregnant. She doesn't want to walk. So she, she scans her phone and takes one of those city bikes. The city bike is like $5 and you can ride it all the way home and lock it somewhere there. And well, as soon as she scanned it, this is what BLM does. These blacks are taught to harass someone that's taking their bike. And if there's five of them, you're not going to fight off five guys. So you just give the bike. Now they're riding a bike around the city for free. That's what the scam is. That's what's happening here. And the hospital fired the lady because they made a video while the lady wasn't giving up the bike. She's like, leave me alone. Stop it. Give me my bike. They go, this Karen was harassing the black five blacks. Now, let me ask you a question. Why would five blacks need to ride one bicycle? The bicycle was obviously hers. So I hope she sues the city, sues the hospital, sues the mayor, sues Joe Biden, and sues you if you don't side with her after watching this. Take a look. The roughly two-minute video starts with a white woman wearing hospital scrubs straddling a city bike, screaming for help, even though she doesn't appear to be in danger. Please help me! This is not your bike, repeats the young black man standing next to her who says he just rented that city bike. His friends standing around him. This is my bike, it's on my account. Please, get off! While the video doesn't show the young man touching her, it does show her remove her hospital badge then grab the young man's phone. Why you took his phone? The woman then tells him he's hurting her fetus. When a man, also in scrubs, inquires what's wrong, the woman all of a sudden appears to begin sobbing. When the man tells the woman to choose another bike, she calmly removes herself. Another young man recording the video can be heard saying, How you stop crying? Not a, not a tear came down, miss. We do not know what happened before the recording began at the city bike stand near East 30th and 1st Avenue. But many are blasting the hospital worker, a physician's assistant who NYC Health and Hospitals Bellevue say appears to work for them. The city hospital group saying they are sorry this happened and are reviewing the incident. Civil rights attorney Ben Crump tweeting, this is unacceptable. And she grossly tried to weaponize her tears to paint this man as a threat. This is exactly the type of behavior that has endangered so many black men in the past. No one answered at the woman's Brooklyn apartment or returned our calls for comment. This woman lives in her building. That woman lives in this building with me. Another neighbor who knows the woman in the video told us off camera he believes the incident is being blown out of proportion. But this neighbor says the young men could have ended up in jail or worse. It's clearly like a Karen, a Central Park Karen. Sarah had just ended her 12-hour shift at Bellevue Hospital as a physician assistant. She is six months pregnant. And here is the kicker. Her lawyer provided us these receipts showing she had rented the bike in question. In fact, the bike number on the receipt actually matches the bike she is seen being pushed off of in the video. I'm really sort of bewildered by the hospital that she's been at for a long time. She was a celebrated employee during COVID. Um, this is their statement that they've not changed as far as we're, we're aware. We are aware of the video involving a healthcare provider off duty and away from the hospital campus, meaning they're disavowing her totally. The incident in the video is disturbing. Uh, the provider is currently out on leave and will remain on leave pending a review. So they seem to think that there's a chance she's done something wrong. As a healthcare system, we're committed to providing an environment for our patients and staff that's free from discrimination of any kind. It almost sounds like they have convicted her of racism without any facts. So we all know there is no such thing as racism. Um, obviously, if two people are arguing over a bike, that can happen. But there are a few reasons why 
The BLMers are in the wrong. I'm going to break them down for you and we'll see which side you're on. Number one, it's a woman who thinks she has a bike and five guys who think they rented a bike. Okay. Secondly, she's a pregnant woman. Point goes to the pregnant woman. And these are five teenagers who have nothing to do. Point three, she just got off of work. And these are five unemployed BLMers who have nothing to do. Point goes to the pregnant woman who just got off work. Number four, she's in the hospital industry, meaning she spends her life helping people. BLM has never helped anyone do anything. And point number five, they're quick to call her a Karen just because she's a white, so-called white woman. Now, we don't know what white means. She looked like she could be Spanish or Greek or Portuguese. But for some reason, white just means anyone who's not a victim. Uh, how is Australian? and Russian, the same thing. Do they talk the same? Do they come from the same native land? Do they speak the same language? No. How is a Portuguese woman and a Greek woman and a Polish woman the same? They're not. The whole point is Ben Crump, BLM, Democrats. They're trying to divide us by calling us white and black. Life is not black and white. Life is mixed. Look at me. I'm one of the blackest comedians out there because I say how it is and I tell the truth. And my name is Kayvon Moezy, but I happen to have a Persian dad and a Scottish mom. But I grew up in Las Vegas, so I'm basically everything. I am a person of color in the United States of America, and I always side with the right. That's why this is the right show. So let me know in the comments, do you support BLM in that situation? Five guys stealing a bike? Or are you on team so-called Karen, which a Karen is really just someone sticking up for themselves and telling BLM no? something they need to hear a whole lot more. We'll be back with a whole lot more of The Right Show. I can't wait to see what you think in the comments. Ring, ring, ring. Joe Biden ends up taking two children he has no connection with away from their parents, holding them and walking them off to an undisclosed location. This is very creepy. And what's really creepy is when he sees the kids, he's kind of hiding behind a building. He's kind of like Michael Jackson. He's like, I don't want to be seen, but who are those kids? Oh, can you bring one to me, please? Bring them both to me, yeah. Like, what are you doing? You're the president creeping around, hiding behind a building. When you see this, it's going to scare you. These parents let their kids go with Joe Biden, knowing he has a problem with children and sniffing. Take a look. On your last trip to Poland, what was your favorite thing there? What did you like in Poland? Can we send them to? <laughs> All right. Go, go ahead. Can go. Yeah, can we? Can you have a seat? <laughs> I, I can go. Yeah. Number one. question is, should those parents lose their children permanently for sending them off with a stranger to just walk? And, and it's very creepy when you see an old man take their hands and counsel the child, no adults in the area, and then walk into a building and the door shut behind him. 
We don't know what happened to those kids. They've never been um, shown since. So uh, we just hope that they went and got a tour of the office and left. But as you know from Bill Clinton and, of course, JFK and a lot of Democrat presidents, once they get a victim into the Oval Office, um, it's anyone's guess from there what could have happened. So if you do know of what happened to those children, please put it in the comments. We'd love to know. And let's hope let's hope they made it safe. We'll be back with a whole lot more. Hey, we don't want to end this show on a sour note. It's time to break it down with some stand-up comedy. As you know, I'm the most famous half-Persian comedian who's ever walked the earth, and that's pretty cool. I love that. Not that I'm keeping track, but we had a great situation where I created my own comedy special. You can wait for Netflix to make you a special, or you can put down $10,000, $30,000, film a fun special, get three or four cameras, and then release it to the people. If you like this clip, Consider going on caveoncomedy.com, make a purchase, it's 12 bucks, and you watch an hour of comedy that's better than Netflix, in my humble opinion, and the money goes to me touring and advertising and doing more shows instead of to Netflix, who will make a new Cleopatra movie and just make her black, and then make Hamilton the play, and make Hamilton, one of our founding fathers, black, and the George Washington story, a little black boy chopping down a cherry tree, and Abraham Blinken because he's black now. These things can happen. So you give the money to me, entertainment, hour of fun. You get it on caveoncomedy.com. Take a look at a sneak peek. See if you like it. Some people are trying to do too much with the online stuff now. Like you can't, not everyone can just work from home. You know what I'm saying? Like my doctor doesn't want to meet with people anymore. He wants to do telemedicine. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Telemedicine? That's what he tried to do. It was time for my physical. He sent me a link. I go, I go, how's this gonna work? He goes, log on. I log on. I go, now what? He goes, grab your own balls and cough. I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> did you know, ladies, did you know that's what happens in a men's physical? They gotta grab, yeah, $400 a month. Once a year, they grab you, go, <clears throat> and they go, you're fine, we'll see you next year. What? That's the best technology we have to know if I'm healthy? What do doctors do for women with telemedicine? Your physical's different. Do they have you just hover over the laptop or something? Just let's see what's going on right there. Let's just see. Let's get a good... I'm just wondering, you ladies, did you do the Zoom? Do you do the Zoom call with the physical? Like, that doesn't work. There's not enough light. There's not enough light from that. You gotta, yeah, you gotta get up. She said a ring light. She can pull out a ring light. I can see you're doing a perfect selfie. Just like, she got it right here. She's just... just... And you know how girls are, they put a filter so it looks cute. You know what I'm saying? Like, a filter. I want it to look younger. <laughs> I like to look at girls and try to figure out what their filter would be. You know what I mean? Like, you'd be rainbow, just... <laughs> you'd have a little kitty. Uh, the worst one would be the dog ears and the tongue that just keeps coming. <laughs> That's the one. Watch out for that tongue. Ladies and gentlemen, we have made it to the end of the right show. You can always put a super chat in the comments, drop some stars in the Facebook, or go on GoFundMe.com slash Comedy. Every donation goes to advertising upcoming tour dates, getting more like-minded people together, and meeting here online on Wednesdays. If you're watching this on a podcast, uh, then you know it's a video. But if you're listening, look in the link subscription uh, description. Yeah, look in the link description, and you'll see... You can watch along with us. A lot of this is visual, so you don't have to listen. We know that freedom of speech is under attack, so the only way to support it is get together here on Wednesdays or get a ticket to my comedy shows all over the nation 
Those are on caveoncomedy.com. Now visit your local podcast subscriber. And thank you for joining me on episode 111 of The Riot Show. Let's hope for 111 more in the years to come. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Peace.